0: Would you prefer to die from a heart attack or cancer? And would you prefer to do it today or tomorrow? I'm Michael Spencer-Horman, and you're listening to Real Philosophy, a show that argues all philosophy is vain until it gets real. Both of those questions... Have something in common, something that's very important for discussion, something that it's about time we discussed, and that is the hidden threat of the false dichotomy. I would like to term the false dichotomy The silent killer. This term is often used for circulation problems like a heart attack or a cardiovascular disease. But it applies to false dichotomy usage quite aptly. False dichotomy is clogged one's freedom of choice. False dichotomies are sneaky, almost imperceptible sometimes, and far too easy to use. And, at least from my perspective, false dichotomy tends to arise from too much palatable consumption. In other words, when you just want to consume and consume and consume opinions, it becomes far too easy to be subjected to false dichotomies. Well, what is a false dichotomy? First, for those who aren't familiar... A false dichotomy is the presumption or preponderance of only two possible options when other options exist. You could see that in my opening questions. First of all, you don't really get a choice about what to die from. And even if you did, Heart attack and cancer aren't the only two options. And even if that were true, today or tomorrow also wouldn't be the only two options. So you can see how false dichotomy works. Those questions were obviously exaggerations, but they were meant to prove a point. A false dichotomy, again, is the presumption or preponderance of only two possible options. When other options exist. That last phrase is important because I'm not saying that everything with two options is a false dichotomy. There can be true dichotomies. There can be true dichotomies, but we're going to talk about false ones right now. The idea that when two options are presented, they are the only two options at all. When other options also exist. In case you're wondering where you might see a false dichotomy that isn't obvious, I have a few examples. I am a news junkie. I readily admit that I consume news fairly consistently when I'm not working or fulfilling other family responsibilities or what have you. And yet, sometimes in the news you can see false dichotomies and the way they are most often encountered is through a sly mechanism called bias bias is favoring one position over another we're all biased even news outlets are biased there's no point in denying that however One must be careful when consuming a biased opinion or a biased perspective. And I distinguish between the two because perspectives can be based on facts as well. It is possible that in presenting a story... that story is presented with only one interpretation of events. Now, you may say, well, that's one, but how is that a false dichotomy? How are there only two being presented? Because in the mind of the reader, when only one interpretation is presented, the other option implied is denial. In other words, when a story is presented from only one perspective, it implies that an easy option, a second option, is negating that perspective. That didn't really happen. That's false. I don't believe you. I can prove that it didn't happen. I can prove that you're ignoring such and such, and so on. That is a false dichotomy. Because the thing being presented, the story being told, might in fact be true and might have multiple other perspectives from which it could be told. And yet when you read only one perspective, you are given the assumption That you either agree with that perspective or you disagree. Those aren't the only two options. You can find different perspectives on the same story or the same issue instead of either accepting what you read or denying that it exists as an issue. So that's one area in which you can encounter false dichotomies. I won't say all the time, but you know, regularly. And that is not to say let me let me put in a disclaimer here. That is not to say that news is as it is so often termed fake. Not true. We're just talking about false dichotomies here about how to complement the implication that there are only two options when you read about a certain event or opinion. There are more than two options when you do that. Okay. The next area where you might see false dichotomies, and this should be fairly obvious, is politics. You know when you go to the polls and you vote and you have ballot propositions, they ask you, as if it's a question, should state X do action Z? Yes, no. That yes, no is a false dichotomy. It is true that you are saying well, we approve of this measure or this proposition, or we don't, we deny it. However, it is not as if that proposition is the only possible way to get the intended result accomplished. It is possible to fine-tune the amendment. It is possible... To change it up, it is possible to present it another way at another time, it is possible to present something almost entirely different from it. So when you go to the polls and you say, for example, no to Amendment A, you're not necessarily saying, I don't like anything in Amendment A. You might be saying, Amendment A is good up to a certain point. But then it fails, or it will fail, and so I can't agree with it. Just remember that. When you go to the polls and you vote and it says yes or no, those aren't necessarily the only two options for all time on that issue. Should we legalize marijuana, yes or no? Well, how are you going to do that? In what ways is it going to be protected? insured, regulated, measured, etc. Those details matter. It's not just a simple yes or no question. It is a nuanced question because nuances exist for that action. Another way that you might encounter a false dichotomy in politics should probably be the most obvious false dichotomy in politics you can imagine, and that is the two-party system. Now, people who hear that will say, well, you don't like two parties? I hate one-party states. And you should. I'm not arguing for one-party states. I'm not arguing for fascist USA here. That's not what I'm saying. Or socialist USA. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying the idea that you can only choose from two parties and the mechanisms that encourage that choice promote a false dichotomy. It is possible to form a new party and propose options, candidates, etc. from that party It is possible to vote for independent candidates. So, what about some other options? What about some other areas where we see false dichotomies? This might be a little bit contentious, but I'm going to put it out there anyway. It seems to me, as much as I love our legal system as much as I think it's the best possible option right now in the world, I think we have a false dichotomy problem in the legal system. I think the very notion of guilty or not guilty, for example, leads to some serious issues that we are just now dealing with. For example if there are only two options, you're either guilty of this or you're not guilty of it, two extremes could come from that false dichotomy. One is an excessive burden of proof. We like to phrase it, quote, beyond a reasonable doubt, unquote, here that reasonable doubt could be arguably different between different citizens. But even so, even if you were to take that to its most reasonable end, the prosecutor has a lot of work to try to dissuade any possible reasonable doubt whatsoever if that is really what happens. Sometimes, and I'm going to put this out there because it is at least possible if it hasn't already happened many, 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 many times already, it is possible that this excessive burden of proof Could be flipped and result in lazy convictions. In other words, because you have to find someone guilty or not guilty of a specific crime at a specific time and place, you either have to prove far too much that itself is unreasonable. You end up with people who don't need that much to prove a conviction. And the conviction becomes within reasonable doubt instead of beyond it. That's another place where you might see a false dichotomy. Another one, and one we especially are dealing with right now in the United States is false dichotomies that result from societal breakdown, what you may have often heard as us versus them. We're not creating our own problems. It's the illegal immigrants who are doing it. For example, we have to be on our own we have to be our own country. Forget the world. It doesn't matter about them. We make our own decisions and we are self-sufficient. It's it's not them. It's us. We have to rely on us, not them. Quite a few wars are started this way. We have been attacked. It must be Them, whoever them is. Even if it's an isolated incident, well, they must be part of a group. Or if they are part of a group, it further divides those people groups into clear, distinguishable us versus them. It doesn't have to be that way. It doesn't have to be West versus East. It doesn't have to be North versus South. It ends up that way because people buy into a false dichotomy of us versus them in order to advance their own opinions. Do you see how that works? False dichotomies tend to be breeding grounds, cesspools of irrational opinion. If you want to advance an irrational opinion, introduce a false dichotomy. That often happens in interpersonal relationships beyond the news, beyond politics, beyond the legal system, beyond society itself, even on a day-to-day basis between individual people. False dichotomies are often employed as a means of power or control. Those false dichotomies are often tied to consequences to force either decisions on the part of another person or shame for not going along with the person promoting that false dichotomy. You either stay or you leave. This is going to be sensitive. If you leave, I'll track you down. For example, or I can't confront him, or he'll beat me, or give me what I want, or you don't get dinner. Doesn't have to be a very close personal relationship. It could be any interpersonal relationship. It happens all the time. Do this thing that I want, or there will be a consequence for you. Either give me what I want, or you will get what you don't want. Much too easy. There are always other options. with that kind of bullying. So as you can see, there are many different areas where this false dichotomy occurs pervasively. occurs everywhere, all the time. So we're not talking about an irrelevant issue here. We're talking about one that matters on a day-to-day basis, in real, contemporary, interpersonal ways. What do we do about that? How do we combat false dichotomies? We can't stop them. But we can resist them. We can refute them We can refuse their use. But how? How do we do that? A few options might exist to that. One of them would be withholding judgment. If you encounter something wherein someone says to you, well we either raise taxes on the rich or society collapses or we either let the president do what he wants or the institution of the presidency is dead. When you come across those kinds of dichotomies, you can withhold your own judgment. You can say, instead of choosing a side, I'm not sure that what you're saying is necessarily true. You can withhold judgment. You can say, well, I'm not going to judge between that. It's either me or the cat. <laughs> really? You know, we can't all live in the same place? We, there are solutions here. Withhold judgment. That's one way to deal with a false dichotomy. Or to expose one, I should say, as well. By withholding judgment, you expose a dichotomy as either false or true. If it's false, there will be ways around that dichotomy or ways through it. Of withholding judgment may not just mean doubting what's being said to you, it may be actively assuming that there is neither falsehood nor truth in what is being said. In other words, don't show favoritism when hearing the dichotomy, don't assume that it must be false. Don't assume that it must be true. Don't assume anything. Instead, explore the question. Think about it. Look for evidence. Demand more than one perspective on an issue. If it's not entirely a factual issue, if it is a perspective, opinion-based issue, look for more than one perspective. Wherever you are seeing the dichotomy, whether it is false or not, look for more than one opinion about it. Do I really have to vote for a Democrat or a Republican? What are some other perspectives on this? Do I really have to vote for, just for example... Bernie Sanders or Kamala Harris? What other options are there? You might say, well, okay, those are all well and good, but I still feel emotional when I come across these kinds of dichotomies. Of course you do. That's why false dichotomies work. They play on your emotions. They force you to make a choice because you feel fear or insecurity. One of the best ways around that is to admit your emotional response and then move beyond it. Admit, I feel scared by this dichotomy. I feel scared by these options. I feel insecure about these options. And then look for ways to go beyond your feelings. Use your thoughts as well. This helps because it doesn't encourage you to remove your emotions entirely. That's really hard to do. But it also... Encourages you psychologically to understand that emotions aren't the only thing required in a decision. You have to admit your emotions so that you can go beyond your emotions, so that you can go further than your emotions will let you by themselves. That allows you to think about the dichotomy being presented, that allows you to withhold judgment. That allows you to measure out reasons. Look for evidence. Think about other possible options. It allows you to maintain a sense of integrity as a human being in the face of being confronted by what possibly could be an attempt to subjugate you to another person's mere desires. That's a good hope, isn't it? To be whole. Real Philosophy is written and produced by me, Michael Spencer Harmon. Thanks for listening to this episode of Real Philosophy. If you'd like to get in contact, you can send an email to realphilosophypodcast at gmail.com. That's realphilosophypodcast, one word, at gmail.com. You can also look the show up on Twitter at realphilpodcast. Thanks very much. And if you do like the show, Please subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.